tomb that day Just shuffling soldiers' feet As they guarded the grave One day, two days, three days had passed Could it be that Jesus had breathed his last? Could it be that his father had forsaken him? Turned his back on his son, despising our sin. All hell seemed to whisper, just forget him, he's dead. Father looked down to his son and said, Arise, my love, arise, my love, the grave no longer has a hold on you, no more testing.
morning, church family, and welcome to worship on this Easter Sunday. We're so glad that you've joined us online today as we lift up our voices and praise our risen Savior. If you are a first-time guest, we encourage you to go online to fbcnorman.org and fill out the connection card and just let us know that you are here with us today. As we begin our time of worship, would you join me as we read Scripture together? Christ the Lord has risen. The stone is rolled away. The tomb is empty. Death, where is your victory? Death, where is your sting? Death is swallowed up in victory. Christ the Lord has risen today. Come, let us worship and celebrate the good news. Christ is risen indeed. Church family, would you join your voices with us as we sing this timeless hymn of resurrection, He Lives. I serve a risen Savior, He's in the world today. I know that He is living, whatever men may say. I see His hand of mercy, I hear His voice of cheer. And just the time I need Him, He's always near. He lives, He lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me. Along life's narrow way, he lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives, he lives within my heart. In all the world around me, I see his loving care, and though my heart grows weary. I never will despair I know that he is leading Through all the stormy blasts The day of his appearing Will come at last He lives, he lives Christ Jesus lives today He walks with me and talks with me Along life's narrow way He lives, he lives Salvation to impart So Christian, lift up your voice and sing Eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King The hope of all who seek Him, the help of all who find None other is so loving, so good and kind He lives, He lives, Christ Jesus lives today He walks with me and talks with me along that narrow way Salvation to impart. You ask me how I know He lives. He lives within my heart.
Good morning, church. Thank you for joining us for worship today. It is Easter Sunday, and we have the incredible privilege and opportunity to proclaim and tell the world that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Last week on Palm Sunday, we shouted, Hosanna, Lord, come and save us. But today, we proclaim hallelujah. We praise the Lord for He has paid in full our penalty for sin and He has defeated death. His saving grace pours out onto all those who will believe and all those who will follow after Him. This grace comes in the, the form of forgiveness and in the gift of a new life birthed in His love and carried out in His goodness. Indeed, we have much to rejoice in both today and every day. As you look behind me, you'll notice that our sanctuary is empty. I would have never imagined the churches in our nation being empty on any Sunday, much less on Easter Sunday. Yet the world of COVID-19 has changed things. And while this season of isolation and this season of social distancing will pass, we must understand that the world in which we live and even the way we do and experience church is changing before our eyes. So, on this Easter Sunday, in the midst of the fears and the uncertainties of our days, let us be reminded that as followers of Jesus Christ, that we that you 
are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you. Yes, we certainly experience God in special ways in these types of special places and sacred spaces of our lives. But be encouraged, for you and your family are not alone today. God is with you. And His church gathers with you as well in a spirit of unity, in the spirit of Christ, as we gather to worship through this platform of social media online. So, let us continue our worship and let us ask the Lord to speak to us through His Word. Now before we continue, let me remind you that in a few moments we will share together in the Lord's Supper. If you have yet to prepare your table, the cup and the bread, for those that are worshiping with you today, then you may wish to pause the service here before continuing on in worship. Over these last weeks, we as the church at First Baptist have been exploring the New Testament stories of Jesus in an effort to better know and to see Him. Certainly, our desire on Easter Sunday is to see Jesus. As the song says, we want to see Him high and lifted up. And of all the days, you would think that Easter Sunday of all Sundays, would be the, the easiest Sunday to see Jesus. Yet as we read and experience Easter in the Scriptures, what we discover is that even His closest disciples had trouble seeing Jesus on this day of resurrection. If you would, turn with me to John chapter 20. We'll read verses 1 through 2 and then skip down to, to verse 11 through 18. This is uniquely the story of Mary, Mary Magdalene, on the day of resurrection. Let me read. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb while it was still dark, and she saw that the stone had already been rolled away. So she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and she said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb. And we do not know where they have laid him. And as we would continue in the text, we know that, that Peter and John, the disciple that Jesus loved, rushed on to the tomb and discovered it to be empty. And there, John believed. But we pick up the story in verse 11 as Mary is there again at the tomb by herself. But Mary was standing outside the tomb weeping. And so she wept and she stooped and she looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels while sitting there, one at the head and one at the feet, where Jesus had been lying. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, Because they have taken my Lord away, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she said this, she turned around, and she saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was him. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping, and who are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him 
away. But Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to Jesus, Rabbi, which means teacher. And Jesus said to her, Stop clinging to me, for I have yet ascended to the Father. But go to my brethren and tell them, I ascend to my Father and your Father, and my God and your God. And Mary Magdalene came announcing to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And that he said these things to me. Isn't that a, a beautiful story? Mary saw Jesus standing there. But she didn't know Him. She didn't recognize Him. We have to ask the question, what's going on here? Certainly Mary wasn't expecting to see Jesus. Maybe on that morning it was still early enough that, that all she could see was a, a man in shadows. But still, Mary didn't recognize Jesus. Even after speaking to her, Mary still didn't recognize Jesus. She thought he might have been the gardener. And then it happened. It happened. Did you catch it? Jesus called her name, Mary. And in that moment that he called her name, Mary knew. She recognized his voice and she knew that it was Jesus. Do you remember how Jesus taught us that He was the Good Shepherd? He is the Good Shepherd. And that He knows His own and His own know Me. And that He calls His sheep and they recognize His voice. He calls His sheep, I believe, by name. And when Jesus called Mary by name, she recognized, she saw Him. Can you relate to Mary? Do you know the voice of Jesus? Have you heard Him call your name? Could it be that even now this morning, this afternoon or this evening, that you hear Jesus calling your name? Or maybe you long to hear His voice again. You long to hear Him call out your name. Maybe you find yourself alone, afraid, isolated, frustrated with this idea of quarantine and social distancing. Maybe things in your life aren't going as you had hoped and planned. Maybe you're in a season of confusion and uncertainty as it seems that we all are. You are looking for Jesus, but you cannot find Him. You, you cannot see Him. You've even grown more emotional, more distraught, more upset. And then, and then, you hear Him. You hear His voice. You hear Him call your name. There's no doubt that it's Him, for you know His voice. You've heard Him call your name before. He calls you. 
Maybe it's through a scripture. Maybe it's that still, small voice as you sit quietly and pray and meditate. Or maybe it's through the words of a family member or friend, a a neighbor, or maybe even a stranger. But there's no doubt, Jesus has called your name and you see Him. And just like Mary, you announce to everyone, I have seen the Lord. He is with me. Strangely enough, there is a similar story in Luke chapter 24. Two of Jesus' disciples were walking home to Emmaus from Jerusalem after the Passover weekend. While they were talking about all that happened, Jesus approached them and began to walk with them and talk with them. Now the scripture does tell us that, that these men were prevented from seeing Jesus, from recognizing Him. And they began to talk about all the events of the weekend, and soon this stranger, this stranger began to tell them about Jesus, beginning from Moses, and took them up through the whole story of Jesus. And they were so intrigued that when they arrived at their destination in Emmaus, they invited Jesus in. It was late in the evening. They invited Him in, I'm certain, to, to enjoy a meal, maybe to, to rest there that evening. And then the Scripture tells us that they, they must have sat down around the table. They were reclining at the table and Jesus took a loaf of bread. And He broke that bread after He blessed it. And He handed it to the disciples. And there in that instant, in that moment, the disciples recognized Jesus. In fact, as they reflected on that moment, they said, Oh, how our hearts were burning as He talked to us. But they didn't see Him. They didn't recognize Him until He broke bread. He broke bread in that unique way that only Jesus could break bread. And in seeing that action, in seeing that that act of love, that, that gift of handing the bread to the disciples, they believed. And they saw Him and they recognized Him. Gay and I were home last Tuesday evening watching TV. Her surgeon had called earlier in the day to let her know that her lumpectomy would be Thursday morning. Due to COVID-19, however, I would not be able to go with her to the hospital. I was simply to drop her off at the door and When they called me, I was to go pick her up. All of this was happening so quickly, and Gay was still processing everything in front of her. Wouldn't it be great to see Jesus in this moment, I thought. Yes, certainly our trust and our confidence was and, and is in the Lord, but difficult and emotional days are difficult and emotional days. And then, interrupting our show, Gay said, I just got a text from Zuri. She's the speech pathologist at my school. She just texted me and said she wanted to to pray with me and, and her father would join us 
They wanted us to pray with them. So they called and come to find out Zuri's father was a cancer doctor. He and Gay visited a few minutes and each step along the way he affirmed all that we had been told. He said, yes, this is the right thing to do. Yes, this is the best way to go. Yes, this is going to bring healing to your life. He encouraged us. He affirmed us all along the way. And he told Gay that yes, the prognosis is excellent for your cure and your healing. And then he asked if we could pray together. And he prayed over Gay. He prayed for both of us by name. When the call ended, Gay and I were profoundly encouraged and moved. We have seen the Lord. Weren't our hearts burning within us? Thank you, Jesus, for calling Gay's name in that moment and for letting us know you were present with us and that you were going to see us through this each step of the way. Oh, church, we want to see Jesus. And what a day of rejoicing it will be when we see Him face to face. But let us not forget that we can still, even today, see Jesus. We can see Him as He calls our name. We can see Him as people reach out and love and serve us. And miracle of miracles, others can see Jesus in us as we speak words of grace and as we minister to them and to their needs. I want to see Jesus on this Easter Sunday. And I know that you do, too. Thomas wanted to see Jesus, too. In fact, Thomas would not believe that Jesus was alive unless he could see and touch Him. John 20 tells us that Jesus appeared to Thomas and let him touch his hands and his side. And when he did so, Thomas believed and he proclaimed, My Lord and my God. Yet listen to the words of Jesus. Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed, blessed are they who did not see and yet believed. Today, on this Easter Sunday, we cannot see Jesus in the same way that Thomas and his disciples did. We cannot touch his nail-scarred hands nor his spear-pierced side. But we can and we must believe in him. And when we do, we are blessed. And in believing, we can still see Jesus today. We see Him as He calls our name. We see Him as others serve us and minister to us. And we see Him today in the breaking of bread and in the sharing of His cup. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 the Apostle Paul writes, I received from the Lord 
that which I have also delivered, I have also given to you, that on the night the Lord was betrayed, He took bread. And when He had given thanks for it, He broke that bread and He shared it with His disciples. The Lord's Supper is the meal in which we see Jesus. We see Him crucified. We see His body broken. We see His blood shed. But we also see Him risen. We see Him having conquered sin and death. And we are reminded that one day, one day, He will return again. And I can't wait to see Him on that day. All that we've done over these last minutes has prepared us to see Him and to receive His supper. In just a moment, we will listen to a beautiful arrangement of Jesus paid it all. In these two and a half minutes, I would ask you to pray over the bread and the cup that you've prepared. Give thanks to Jesus for His sacrifice. Give thanks for the new covenant of grace that is represented by the cup and His shed blood. And then distribute the bread and the cup to those that you're worshiping with. And in just a few moments, after we listen to this hymn, I will lead us in sharing the Lord's Supper together.
Amen. In the beauty of that hymn, Jesus paid it all. We see the meaning of these elements of the Lord's Supper that are before us. The bread symbolizing the the broken body of Christ. The, The cup symbolizing His shed blood and the cup of the new covenant. So on that night in which He was betrayed, Jesus took bread and He broke it. And He said, this is my body which is broken for you. Today on this Easter Sunday, as we share in the bread, let us see the body of Christ. Let us see it broken for us. Let us see the cost that Jesus paid as He suffered on the cross. And taking that broken bread, Jesus said, Do this in remembrance of Me. And after sharing in the bread together, after tasting the bread, after understanding its brokenness, Jesus took the cup. He said, this is the cup of my shed blood. It's the cup of the new covenant. A new covenant of grace. We've moved beyond. We've moved to the covenant of grace, not of law anymore. So as we prepare to share in the cup, let us see the blood of Jesus. Let us see it running from His broken and wounded and pierced body. And let us see the cost of Jesus in working, in bringing forth this new covenant of grace. And when Jesus took the cup, Again, He invited us to share and to drink it in remembrance of Him. And with the taste of the cup still on our lips, let us offer a prayer of thanksgiving. Father, We thank You that on this Easter Sunday that we have seen Jesus. We have seen Him and we have heard Him call our name and and we have seen Him in the actions and the lives of others as they have, have served. And we have seen Him today resurrected from the grave. And we have seen and tasted of Him from the bread and from the cup. And Father, we ask now that You go with us, that You strengthen us, that Your life come strong and full within us, and that we serve You and that we be the presence of Christ everywhere that we go and with everyone that we meet. And we pray this in Jesus' name, the resurrected one. Amen. And God bless. Thank you for worshiping with us today. On this Easter Sunday, we trust and hope that your worship with us has allowed you to see Jesus more clearly today than ever before. And we invite you to let us know how God is stirring in your heart. 
Send us an email of how we might be praying for you or how we might come alongside of you to encourage you. If your family or if you've been impacted in any way through this COVID crisis, through illness, through loss of work, send us an email. You can reach us by going to our website and there's a, a drop down there for prayer requests or simply send us an email at office at fbcnorman.org. We would love and be honored to hear from you. I'm reminded that on Lord's Supper Sundays, we take a benevolence offering to share with those in need. Let me encourage you, either today or tomorrow, one day this week, to reach out and to be sensitive to those in need around you and to offer some gift or some word of love or of service. And do so in the name of Jesus. And let us pray that they will see Jesus clearly in you. Hey, happy, happy Easter. Easter. Um, man, it has been an interesting Holy Week, hasn't it? Uh, some of you may not know, I grew up in the Episcopal Church. In fact, my grandfather was my first priest. So my memories of Holy Week are really uh, of a time that's extremely busy all around the house. I mean, from Palm Sunday and celebrating Christ's triumphant entry into Jerusalem on into church on Wednesday night and then Thursday night with Monday, Thursday and celebrating the Lord's Supper and uh, on into Good Friday to the trial and the crucifixion and that, that really silent, eerily silence on Saturday when we just wait, wait for Sunday. And then that amazing celebration on Easter Sunday morning when we get to come together and celebrate our risen Lord. You know, the other thing that has always struck me is that, you know, it doesn't come unknown that I love music and the music on Easter Sunday morning is especially powerful and you know it's just different right now uh, not being in a moment when we're preparing for a, a great Easter Sunday and, and being in church and playing uh, playing my trumpet or singing and being able to do those things and it's strange and in that strangeness there's an opportunity for fear and that can lead us in a different direction. We were told at the beginning of the week that we are likely to experience some dire events um, in the next couple of weeks. It's understandable that such proclamations bring about fear. Not only are we trying to manage our normal daily lives, but now we have COVID-19 that's changed how we live our lives. So those changes combined with these ominous proclamations can lead to fear. Yeah, and you know, I wonder sometimes when we think about fearful moments and we think about if is the fact that I'm fearful uh, evidence of lack of faith? And, you know, I really don't think so, because in Scripture we're told to fear. You know, I, I spend time in Psalms often, and particularly at these times when I just need the Word of God to just wash over me. And I'll just sit and read the Psalms in, in that quiet space. And, you know, in Psalm 115, we're told that those who fear the Lord trust the Lord, that He is their shield and their salvation. And so I think we have this moment right now, particularly at Easter, where we get to choose where to place our fear. It's not whether to fear or not, it's where we place our fear. It's not all that dissimilar from that moment in uh, the boat crossing the Sea of Galilee when the apostles were facing this horrendous storm with Christ asleep in the back of the boat. And as their fear was placed in the storm, they were incapacitated almost. And yet when Christ rose uh, from that sleep, and uh, calm the storm. It says in scripture, it didn't say that they ceased to fear. It says that they feared the Lord at that moment. So I wonder at this time right now, when we get to choose where we place our fear, is it a fear in this pandemic? Is it a fear in all the new circumstances? Is it a fear in losing a job or losing space? And those are all legitimate things we need to be concerned about, but it's not where we place our fear. 
We place our fear in the Lord, that risen Savior that we're celebrating here on Easter Sunday morning. We wanna take a moment to thank all of those who are out on the front lines every day, keeping life going for us in the community. We wanna thank all of the doctors and the nurses and the nursing assistants and the lab techs and the pharmacists and anyone else in the medical field who's putting themselves their health on the line every day to help battle this virus. We wanna thank the first responders who are entering into situations where they know nothing about what's in that house. Um, we wanna thank those who are working in the essential businesses to keep those keep our lives going, to the store clerks who are keeping our, our shelves stocked so that we have supplies that we need. Um, those who clean and sanitize and re-clean everything so that we are not exposed to the virus. Um, to the teachers who are working tirelessly, tirelessly in ways that they never dreamed that they would need to, to support the students and the families in learning um, distance learning, um, and to the people who are at schools handing out food to families who need the, to get by. We wanna thank um, our church staff who work so hard to make sure that we can worship together each week and that they're taking care of the church membership while supporting their own families. Let's all, those of us who can, continue to support the ministries of our church through our offerings each week. I think it's appropriate that we just take this time right now just to pray and to thank God for this opportunity on this wonderful Easter Sunday morning. Would you pray with me? Father, we just want to thank you, first of all, for the gift of your Son, for the gift that you have given us that gives us hope, that leads us to being able to be in a place that we know that we have a salvation. Father, here on Easter Sunday, we just celebrate that. And, and thank you so much, Father, for the opportunity that we have to live in eternity because of your sacrifice for us. Father, we just ask a special blessing this week on all of those who have had the opportunity to share on this moment of, of celebrating the resurrection of your son. Father, we ask just blessings of peace, blessings of comfort, blessings of putting life at ease and helping us all realize that we need to fear only the Lord God who is in all power and in all glory and in all place leading in this time. Father, we ask a special blessing on uh, those who are working here in our church, uh, our ministry staff and all of those in front of the scenes and behind the scenes and behind cameras and mixing all the things so that they can bring these services to us each week and help us celebrate together as a community, even though we may be miles and miles apart from each other. Father, that we can come together in community and as a corporate body of Christ to be able to share this together. So I just want to offer a prayer of thanksgiving for those. And Father, I ask that this week and all those weeks past this, that we have the opportunities to be a light to this world, that we get to share your love and your compassion and your utter glory with all of those around us, Father. Please help us seize that opportunity. Help us to be Christ to others. We pray that in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen.